You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Oh, man. It's always that first yawn, man. It's always that first one that's just... I can usually get through it. I just I couldn't quite get there this time. Well, things are a little bit wonky. My whole stay up late thing didn't quite work last night because I passed out at 7. It's going to take some adjusting. <laughs> also phone just completely died last night just just dead dead so i very luckily i didn't even know if there was going to be a podcast because i very luckily just woke up at four which is late but it gives me just enough time to rip through a podcast so let's go ahead and do that a uh, quick reminder predict the pick over at nfl.com it is predictpick.nfl.com there's links everywhere just so you know some people have mentioned that they're having problems with their cell phones getting on there try either a different browser or going on a computer. I personally cannot use Chrome. I don't know why. I can at work. I can't at home. I, I, I don't know. Also, the password Packernet is case sensitive. Apparently, I put a capital P in there when I was typing it, probably just a habit. It's all lowercase. So if it didn't work, try it again. I don't even know why I have a password on there. It just That's just how it got set up. I don't know. But she's growing, and I'm pretty excited about that. And again, all you got to do, you get in there, you sign up, simplest thing in the world, you fill out your mock draft, something you've been doing a thousand times anyways, and then when I do my live stream, I believe it's going to be live scoring, so we can actually follow along, see who's winning and whatnot. First prize is going to be getting a $100 from Fanatics, which is just a place where you can buy a bunch of sports apparel, jerseys, t-shirts, hats, whatever. Second place is $50, third place is some kind of memorabilia. I'm not entirely sure what, but it'll be like a signed picture or something. But anyways, we really got to get going because what I would like to do today is do a mock draft. This is something I haven't really done. I think maybe once I've done this. I don't know, but uh, it's this week, the draft. So uh, let's just do it. I know there was Gutekunst's press conference. I didn't get a ton from it. I also didn't catch the last part of it. Um, I was extremely angry with a certain person who is asking questions, and I could. I'm drinking the purple monster for the first time, so today would be a very angry day, but I, I just, I don't want to do that. Let's, let's, let's ignore the stupidity and, you know, the 16,000 questions about Aaron Rodgers and his contract that didn't get answered because, duh. So we learned Aaron Rodgers is our guy. Um, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot that was said that we didn't really know. But we can talk about that more tomorrow. Today we're doing a mock draft, and again, we don't have a lot of time, so let's get started. Part of the reason I wanted to do this, by the way, um, I have so many tabs open. It just I'm just obsessed with this. i got to close these because it's just making me nuts. Um, part of the reason I want to do this is it's a good way to just go through different bits of information. I was kind of making notes for the show today, and I was looking at different news and rumors and everything, and I was like, oh, I should go through like each pick and like talk about the rumors for this and like because there's so many rumors for each team. And I was like, let's just let's just do a mock draft. That way we can talk about them. <sighs> I really don't have time for this. I'm trying to get caught up on all my notifications, Facebook and Twitters and whatnot. Oh, wow. Man, oh, man. It is. If my phone wasn't dead, we'd have been canceling um, 
the mock draft because this whole Adam Rank thing, holy cow. Wow, I need to just get out of here. Jeez, what an arrogant. That's, that's, the, that's just the theme. Jeez, dang it. Oh, I'm getting all angry all over again. I didn't have my phone, so there's nothing to be angry about. But I was so mad at the arrogance of, in particular, one of those questions yesterday. And now I see Adam Rank just being an arrogant D-bag. All right, we're doing the mock draft. I'm getting out of here. I'm closing Twitter. Bye. Have a great day. Tomorrow should be fun. Man, so much catching up to do. Uh, Real quick, let's just do it before the break because I just happened to check. Thank you very much to uh, Roberto Yasuyuki Hamada, all caps, which of course it is because that name is Japanese and there's no way to say that other than screaming it. That's how I know I pronounced it wrong because I didn't scream it. But thank you very much for your uh, Patreon subscription. I appreciate that, my man. He wants me to do a mock draft assuming PFF was GM. I'm not going to do that today, but it's an idea. We don't have a lot of time, but we'll see what happens. All right, so the first pick is Trevor Lawrence. There hasn't been a lot of controversy about that, nor should there be the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. It's a done deal. Number two apparently is locked in at Zach Wilson. I don't know how we know this. I'm not going to try to create controversy. Everybody seems comfortable enough to where... You know, I mean, I've seen enough drafts where it's like, I I don't think that this would be controversial, although I think it maybe should be. And I think the fact that it's not is going to help me later on kind of confirm that we shouldn't be so sure about who the next quarterbacks are going to be. Like, the, the thing with Justin Fields freaks me out. Like, why wouldn't he just be automatically number three to the 49ers? Part of the reason is because there's no competition, apparently, even at number two. So, that... I don't know. It, like there's ne- that for months there has been no competition. Number two is Zach Wilson. Justin Fields used to be a lock number two, then it became Zach Wilson, and now we don't even discuss it anymore. So I don't know. I suppose there's a chance that something crazy happens, but I guess not. Number three now, again, part of the reason that I think I'm just gonna play along and I'm gonna be mad because if they take Justin Fields, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Like I said that first, I knew it, and I should have stuck to my guns. But it's just it's it's becoming overwhelming. And it's one of those things where occasionally the media all get together and say that they know a thing and I battle against it and it becomes so overwhelming. It ends up happening and I'm still shocked, but it's like I should have just listened because it's kind of like Zach Wilson going number two. I don't know how you guys know that. I don't know why it would be so definitive. Not saying he's not the number two, but it's at least close enough to question it. But the fact that it's not being questioned is starting to make me wonder if Justin Fields maybe isn't as much of a lock as the media originally thought it was or or. I should say the draft community. I don't want to get those two things conflated. You got the sports writers, and then you got the guys who, quote-unquote, grind the film. I'll try to differentiate the two. Sometimes they overlap, sometimes they don't, but they're generally two different groups. And so I am going to go against my better judgment here, and I am going to say the San Francisco 49ers are going to take Mac Jones. And I, I think the thing that's going to push me over the edge outside of the whole Zach Wilson is easily number two thing is um, the health issues, perhaps. Again, it really wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers were just pulling a fast one, you know, in hopes that, yeah, I don't know, who knows. To to throw the scent off of Justin Fields, everybody wants him to to fall. Um, We just want to make sure the Jets don't do something crazy and take Justin. I don't know, but I'm going to go with Mac Jones. That seems to be the strongest thing. Again, the other thing that's really weird about this pick is that it's not that they know it's Mac Jones. It's that they know it's not Justin Fields, which kind of pushes me in the direction of it is Justin Fields. Again, I'm going to stick with Mac Jones, and, and I'm, I'm now over the 50% mark that is probably going to be Mac Jones, but that part of it is, all, is also weird. I know it's not Justin Fields, it's Mac Jones. 
or Trey Lance is generally what you're hearing. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean, or Trey Lance? Is it Mac Jones or not? Because, again, it's not that we know that it's Mac Jones. It's that we know it's not Justin Fields. But whatever. I'm going to stick with Mac Jones. At number four, it gets extremely interesting. Supposedly, they want to. Tra- they they sort of wanted to trade back here. I've settled in on a pick now, and I'll give you my explanation of why. Number one, apparently there was a discussion between the GM and head coach where they were torn between staying and picking a player or trading back. They battled back and forth about it. They couldn't come to a consensus, and then finally they agreed to do something. The fact that they've come to an agreement, and again, a lot of this is just what people are hearing. I don't know if it's necessarily true, but if what I just said is absolutely true, what they decided to do is pick a player. Because you can't decide, okay, fine, we'll trade back, because you don't know that that's going to be a thing. You can't just decide, okay, we're going to trade back. It's possible that we decided that we're going to try to trade back, but either the coach or the GM really wants to stay and pick a player, and the other one wanted to trade, and then they came to a decision on what they're going to do. And again, you can't definitively decide you're going to trade. You can only definitively decide to stay and pick. And you can probably reasonably expect who's going to be available. You have to assume the first three picks are quarterbacks. So if you're taking a non-quarterback, which I think is the case, which also leads me to the assumption that they're not taking a quarterback, but the question is, who are you taking? So let's start with quarterback. First of all, we've already come to the conclusion that Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Mac Jones are probably not exactly... You know, sometimes we always assume that if you need a quarterback, you have to take a quarterback. This is the same with the Panthers and the Broncos and and the Patriots and all these different teams. Eventually, you get to a point where it's like, do I want to stake the next several years into this guy? Like, is this definitively the guy or should we just take somebody that's really, really good? Because we got a lot of talent here. Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell, uh, Jalen Waddell, you know, all the wide receivers, Rashawn Slater, all all these guys you can reasonably assume are going to be very, very good. If you don't think this quarterback is the next Pat Mahomes or whatever, I don't know that you want to go that route. You can get a quarterback another day. I mean, if you're a bad team, you'll probably be a bad team next year, even if we take a tackle. So let's build up this team and, and take a couple. You know, the, the, the problem I have with a lot of people, and we'll get to this when we talk about the Bengals, is everybody assumes your goal needs to be your first-round pick has to win us a Super Bowl. And if your first-round pick doesn't get you the closest to the Super Bowl, then you made the wrong pick. That's not necessarily the case because you're not, most of these teams are not going to the Super Bowl this year. This is a multi-year build. What is the best way to do a multi-year build? So my thought process is they've decided on a weapon, a receiver. Now I'd love to go defense, but there's no defensive players available. There's also pairing this with the idea that we're going to be getting rid of Julio Jones. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. We probably can't do it until after June 1st or whatever. Um, but regardless, we're planning for a future that does not have Julio in it. We're also planning for a future that does not have um, Matt Ryan in it, but we've got about two more years we have to keep him around because of his contract situation, which is why we're not rushing into this. So my thought between Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, and I think, uh, I, think I misled some people when I did my, uh, you know, I retweeted the Julio thing like, hmm, I did not imply we should go after Julio. What I was thinking was exactly what I'm talking about here, Who are the Falcons going to take? Could it possibly be Jamar Chase? I'm going to say it's Kyle Pitts, though. First of all, because I think Kyle Pitts might just be the best receiver in this class. On top of being a tight end, makes him all the more lethal. He's not a great blocker, but he has that dynamic to him. Also, their new head coach used to uh, be the, I think, offensive coordinator for the Titans, which is a team that uses tight ends more than anybody else. So this is a guy that's obsessed with tight ends and has one of the better tight ends to come out in a generation. 
it just kind of makes sense. Uh, I, it, it seems early, especially for a tight end. I don't know if a tight end has ever gone this early or when that would have been, but um, that's kind of where I'm leaning for the Falcons. Long explanation, but there you go. And again, I know it's weird doing this because we're all doing a competition. Don't copy me because then you're, you're first of all, it's going to be terrible because I've never done a good job with these. Secondly, you're just going to be tied with me, and then what good is that? So take the information, whatever sounds right, run with it. If it doesn't, then do something else. That brings us to the Bengals, and the simple question is Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell? It's not even a question for me, it's Panay Sewell. Again, I think a lot of people look at this and they just, they want, first of all, everybody wants the wide receivers. We want the flashy weapons. But they went to school together and they would throw for a billion yards. We've seen the Bengals with elite wide receivers. Does everybody remember A.J. Green? How good were they? Not good because it's all they had was A.J. Green. That's literally all they had. Occasionally they had some decent defenses. You know, they had a couple running backs like Giovanni Bernard, like for one year was good. Remember when they had Gio Bernard and who was the other guy? They had this duo that for like one year was was decent. I want to build a football team. You know what I mean? Like an offensive line, a defensive line, quarterback, wide receivers, tight end, running back, safeties, linebackers, cornerbacks. I want to build a football team. And again, we're not winning a Super Bowl this year. So if we assume we're not going to win a Super Bowl this year and we're not going to win very many games this year, what is the most prudent thing we can do to help the team in the long run? The number one asset on this team is our quarterback. Our quarterback got annihilated last year with like 30-some-odd sacks, I think, something like that. I looked it up. It actually was, was not super high compared to a lot of other quarterbacks. It was like 12th or something, but still not very good. Also, to take into consideration is the fact that he went out halfway through the year. So if he had played the rest of the year, um, his sack numbers probably would have been very high. If this guy gets ruined, our team is done. And then you got Jamar Chase floundering under some garbage court. Our best chance of success is getting Joe Burrow upright and playing really, 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 really well. And the idea that, well, it was just some kind of a fluke. It could have happened to anybody. Yeah, but your odds go up the more times you get hit. And you're going to get hit more if you don't have an offensive line. There's also some people who are saying, well, the offensive line isn't actually that bad. Yes, it is. Well, we went out and got some guys in free agency. Yes, you went out and got Riley Reef for, for one year. Riley Reef is 33 years old. Also, you got rid of Bobby Hart, who is your right tackle. So you traded your 26-year-old tackle for a 33-year-old tackle that you're going to pay $7.5 million and is going to be a short-term thing. If you're going to use Riley Reef as an excuse to not get, again, one of the better tackles to come out in several years, that's silly to me. Offensive tackles are more important than Jamar Chase. Penny Sewell is better than Jamar Chase. I got to speed up this process, but I mean, it just, again, if they take Jamar Chase, would I be surprised? Not really. Could they still be a really dominant duo? Yeah, possibly. It's not going to hurt. I mean, getting, getting a really good wide receiver does help your quarterback, but it's still, he's still going to get annihilated behind that line. It's going to be less likely you're going to be able to run the ball because Jonah Williams, the guy that everybody else is like, well, that's why we don't need him because we got Jonah and Jonah's really good. No, he's a mediocre pass rusher who's played about a half a year over his two years with the team. He didn't play at all his first year. He got knocked out again in his second year. He's one of the worst run-blocking offensive tackles in football, which is a small sample size, again, because he hasn't hardly played because he's been hurt the whole time. I'm sorry, I'm not t- passing Penay Sewell because our offensive line sucks because of Riley Reef and a tackle that can't stay on the field. Penne, Sewell, not even a question. That brings us to the Dolphins. I mean, they really could go a lot of different directions. I think if there were, again, better defensive options, that would be something to consider. Um, 
offensive line is worth considering, but I just think this is a slam dunk for Jamar Chase. I mean, we've done a decent job building the team. We've got more work to do, but the, the Dolphins are a team that doesn't have a ton, but man, they're doing a great job with what they have. They're, I think they're building the right way. They're doing the right things. They've got a billion different picks, and they've got a great chance to take a really, really good wide receiver. Again, don't usually see wide receivers just like tight ends this high on a board, which means he's he's expected to be quite good anyways. He he. When I first watched him last year, I remember thinking, Jamar Chase is everything people told me C.D. Lamb was, but I didn't see it. Right? Everybody's like, oh, C.D. Lamb is so good. He does this, that, and the other, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. He's he's okay, I guess. Then we get to the Lions, which are a lot of fun. Um, and by fun, I mean I am miserable every time I do a mock draft because I have no idea. I would love to get them a quarterback. you got Justin Fields and Trey Lance here. Justin Fields, I think, is a great quarterback. Trey Lance would be a nightmare because he's a mobile quarterback. I know the Packers have gotten a little better at that. I still hate them and never want to play them ever again. The problem is they actually paid a lot of money to that quarterback. I, I thought it was a slam dunk to get a quarterback, but Jared Goff, I, I, again, I think it's about two years they're locked in. The first two years, there's just a ton of dead money. So it doesn't seem like this is the way they're going to go. I mean, it, it doesn't mean they can't do it. It'd be similar to us taking Jordan Love, um, except with a much higher likelihood that this person eventually takes over. But again, I, I just think there's a, so much talent here that, uh, you know, and they know they're going to suck for a long time, so they can probably get a quarterback next year. What are we going to do? I think trading back is certainly an option, especially when you're talking about 2021 and so many guys that didn't play and so many question marks. I mean, seriously, you look at Devontae Smith and it's like, I just don't know. He keeps falling down the boards. It used to be, I mean, just as of, I think yesterday I did a mock draft, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith were right next to each other. Jalen Waddell just overtook him. Now they're about three guys apart. Patrick Sertan, Rashawn Slater, and then Devontae Smith. The guy's just so small. I don't think anybody can project it. Oh, he won the Heisman. So what? It doesn't mean anything. It's Again, it's media members voting. Who cares? Yeah, he did awesome. He plays for a great team, had a great quarterback, great coach, great supporting cast. He played behind 65 great wide receivers, so it took a lot of attention off of him. And yeah, he's really fast and really agile, and in college against college DBs and everything, you're going to tear him up. So it's tough. I mean, I, I, we're sitting at seven. Do I really want Jalen Waddle? I, I just, I'm just not feeling it with Jalen Waddle. I just feel like at eight, we're being a little silly. Jalen Waddle was like 15th overall, and we just keep pushing him up. And I just feel like part of the reason we're pushing him up is because other guys are just kind of falling down. I just am not feeling it. So if we're not going quarterback, I look, if, if Jamar Chase was here, I'd go Jamar Chase. If, if Penny Sewell, or excuse me, if... um. Kyle Pitts was here, I might go Kyle Pitts. I know they already have a tight end, but it would be two really awesome tight ends. I'm really looking at, and I know, see, this is the thing. Everybody with these mock drafts, Patrick Sertan goes to Dallas. That's just what happens. I'm really tempted to do that, but I think the biggest thing that makes the most sense, especially considering the next two teams really want quarterbacks, would be to consider a trade back. If we can even do it. Now, we could possibly accept a trade from the Patriots, but I don't want to go back to 15. I think that's a very popular thing. Let's just trade with the Patriots. They'd probably want to come up and get like Trey Lance or something. I'm not going back to 15 because I want the opportunity to get a guy like Sertan or Rashawn Slater or Devontae Smith or whoever. But you got the Broncos sitting here who possibly would want to leapfrog the Carolina Panthers, even though they might be good at quarterback. Maybe we can talk them into coming up and securing it, especially if we pull the trick like uh, they did against the Bears. where are like, hey, just letting you guys know we got a ton of offers. The Patriots want to come up, the Bears, Washington. Um, all these guys really want to move up. Even the Panthers have talked to us about moving up just to secure the spot. Do you guys want to come up? Which, of course, all that is just a lie. We have no intention of doing anything. We just want the Broncos to come up. Whatever. So I, I would say 
for the sake of delaying this and giving myself some more time to think, I'm going to trade with the Broncos. The question is, who are the Broncos going to take? Now, I know it seems ridiculous. It should just be Justin Fields. Obviously, it's Justin Fields. I don't know, and I've looked at it, and I've tried to get a, a read on, on what they're interested in, and there's a ton of articles out there about the Broncos liking Trey Lance, but the problem is it's not about if they had the option between Justin Fields and Trey Lance, would they take Trey Lance? They're talking about it, assuming Trey Lance is the only guy available. I don't know what happens here if this is the case. Again, it seems obvious to me it should be Justin Fields, but I just don't know. However, I do know that the Broncos hired a new GM, and that GM was the guy that was the VP over in Minnesota where they got a guy like Kirk Cousins. And it does seem to be more of a, I don't want to say vanilla, because Justin Fields is not Mac Jones. He's not a stick in the mud. But it's it's a more safe, you know, he can run, he's mobile when he needs to be, but he's a quarterback. I just think that that's more of what a team like the Broncos would be looking for. So I'm going to say they moved up and they got Justin Fields. Panthers on the clock. Again, they, they've got Teddy, who they may be wheeling and dealing. I don't know. They got Sam Darnold. Do I expect them to be great? No, but they put themselves in a position to where if there's not a quarterback that we love, we don't have to reach, and I think that's the situation with Trey Lance. He's here, but I'm not in love with him. Let's build elsewhere and see how it goes. And for me, it's a pretty simple solution. They've got a very good right tackle. Their left tackle is terrible, so I'm looking right at Rashawn Slater, and that's the guy I want to go with here. I've got him number 10 overall. We're sitting at number 8. It's a fine value for me. Unfortunately, that puts Detroit back on the clock. <laughs> now, Rashawn Slater was a guy that I was considering, um, and I know, again, a lot of people are like, just take Jalen Waddle, just take Devontae. It's real simple. They need a wide receiver. They don't have any wide receivers, and that's true. I just don't like the value of it. Maybe I just devalue wide receivers too much, and and I don't know, man. We did just go out and get, maybe I have to. I really want Patrick Sertan because I just think he's a better player. I think it's more important. I think our cornerbacks are garbage. I think our defense is garbage. Conversely, our offensive line isn't great, but it's not the worst. We do have a decent tight end. We do have a decent running back. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know we got a first-round cornerback last time, but he was terrible. I really want Sertan, but if we're just going based on what I think they're going to do, they'll probably take a wide receiver. So I guess I'll do it. I, I'm really against it, and I'm going to be really mad if they end up taking Sertan because everyone's going to be like, oh, nobody saw this coming. It's like, I did, darn it. But, you know, again, we got golf. We paid a bunch of money for him. I can't not have any wide receivers, and we really we really don't. And and, and I'm, I know I'm offending you by saying we when I refer to the Lions. That's just how I operate. Got to get in the headspace. But um, anyways, Dallas is on the clock now. Again, assumed, it's assumed that it's Patrick Sertan. I mean, Trey Lance isn't going to be it. They've got a quarterback. It's not Devontae Smith. I mean, Micah Parsons, who cares? I, I shouldn't say that. It, it's worth considering. Sean Lee has officially retired. They've already come out and they've said they're not so sure about uh, Leighton Vander Esch and his fifth-year option, which would make sense because he's gone right downhill since day one. But again, just based on value, um, I just don't think, I mean, it, it could be, it absolutely could be. It could also be JC Horn if they like them better than, like him better than Patrick Sertan, um, would not super be opposed to Christian Derrissaw. I think they need to build up that offensive line a little bit more. Um, even Quiddy Pay is an option. The defense has been terrible more so than the offense, but I guess I understand the need for, I'm surprised that this is such a, a, a an absolute lock considering Dallas Cowboys fans told me how great Diggs was. And, and and again, I think that they still think he is, but they, they're locked into Sertan because they want a second cornerback. Well, why doesn't Detroit? Why, doesn't, why don't the Panthers? Why doesn't Denver? Why is it that Dallas is the only one that's like, dude, we really need a corner because we only have one? 
Most of these teams, none of these other teams even have, I don't know. It's just weird, but I'm fine with it. It makes sense. I, I think I had them taking Patrick Sertan a long time ago for the exact same reason, and I got scolded by the Dallas Cowboys fans until these sheepish, sheepish fans got told by the media that that was the right pick. Now they're like, oh, yeah, we got to get that guy. This drives me nuts, man, especially because they're so angry. People on YouTube are so absolutely mean and vicious, and then they get told what to believe, and then they change their mind. They're like, dude, that's a great pick. Like, you guys, get out of my face, man. You guys are pathetic. The Giants, I mean, I would have loved Patrick Sertan to the Giants. I really am not a big fan of the guys that they have. Um, Giants fans do not like when I take offensive linemen for their team. Uh, They're convinced they have a great offensive line. I'm not necessarily convinced of that. Um, However, one of the things that I do like is their quarterback. I think I'm a little bit higher on Daniel Jones than most people are, outside of maybe Giants fans who seem to be wanting to give him a chance, which is great for, for a New York fan base that are being awfully patient. But I actually think he's done a pretty good job. PFF kind of likes him. I know he has a fumbling, uh, severe fumbling issue, but as far as being a passer, he's done a decent job. Um, he doesn't have a lot of weapons, though. He's got a great running back who was out last year, a decent enough offensive line. I mean, they did improve over the second half of the year after they changed their offensive line guy. I'd kind of like to get him a weapon. I'd kind of like to put somebody on this team so it's like, okay, we got kind of an offensive line, and we can build that in the later rounds. We've got a running back. Now we're going to get a really good wide receiver. And, and at the very least, if he can't get it done now, then we can start looking at possibly another quarterback. But in the meantime, let's just give him a guy and see if he can do something with him. So I want Devontae Smith and Eagles fans. Plus, that's the other thing. As a Giants fan now, um, as, a, as, as a person picking for the Giants, being able to upset the Eagles, just an extra added bonus because they obviously wanted Devontae Smith. It makes my job harder here, which, by the way, this is why mock drafts are so annoying. People will deliberately not take Devontae Smith to the Giants because they want Devontae Smith to fall to the Eagles because that's how they love doing these mock drafts is making it easy on themselves. Trying to make everything fit nicely, and Devontae Smith fits nicely for the Eagles, so they would not they would pick somebody else for the Giants, which is stupid because I think that's a decent enough pick. Eagles, I mean, geez, you could go just about anywhere, man. Um, I've been saying they need cornerbacks since forever, and they absolutely do. They very, very, very much could go for a linebacker if they wanted to go Micah Parsons. Um, I mean, they've got some defensive linemen. They got Fletcher Cox, but how old is that guy? You know, I mean, it's just, you could if you really wanted to. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts got a 56 overall grade last year. I I know he was ranked 37th out of 38 quarterbacks. He did an okay job, I guess, considering the circumstance. Maybe you want to give him a chance, but I mean, again, I I don't think they're going to be in love with Trey Lance enough to be like, let's pull the trigger and get this guy out of here. But if they are, I think they should. But I, I don't know, man. For my, my the, the problem I have, Micah Parsons makes a massive amount of sense, but do I want my first pick to be a linebacker? I just don't think I do. How much does that move the needle for our team? I just think, the and, and it's going to probably hurt me a little bit later, but I don't care. I, I think in this situation, my favorite thing to do is go with J.C. Horn. I just hate our corners. I just do. And... um I mean, we, we, we haven't done it. We didn't add anybody. We lost Nikel Roby Coleman and Craven LeBlanc, who are, I mean, we could maybe re-sign them back because they're still free agents, but they're gone. It's just, it's it's a pretty brutal thing, and I, I just think it's probably the right pick. Chargers doesn't get any easier. They need to help their off their uh, quarterback by building up this offensive line, which has been problematic. They've added a bunch of guys. They've added a bunch of Packers, basically, but I mean, even, um, even Balaga's starting to go downhill, and he's getting much older and whatnot. So Christian Derrissaw is the pick for the Chargers. For the Vikings, they could go in a couple different directions. One of my favorite picks has been Quiddy Pay. They did add Weatherly back to the team. They added him back. I don't know if he's enough 
to say we don't need them. I mean, pretty much their entire free agency has been trying to add to the defensive line. So it feels kind of weird going in that direction. We've added a ton of players to our secondary, although one of those guys, again, in prison. So we could possibly go that direction. We could get him a linebacker, but the last time they drafted a linebacker, they cut the guy so that they could re-sign their 90-year-old linebacker. So I don't know if I want to give him another linebacker because apparently they don't value them at all. They like their guys so much they're obsessed with them. Could possibly go Trey Lance, but I think we've got a guy. We've got him lined, locked up for some time. And um, I, I just I, it seems like a boring pick. And again, I think Quiddy Pay makes more sense. I think Micah Parsons would make a ton of sense. But just the way that they operate, again, they've they've flooded their team with defensive line. That's all they've done this free agency. And and Micah Parsons, what good is it going to do? They're never going to bench their guys. I'm going to go with a, a a boring pick, but I guess a prudent pick, and that's Elijah Vera Tucker, guy that a lot of people want to call a tackle. We're going to probably stick him on the interior. Um, we do need help there. We also might need a tackle. I don't really know. Vikings fans are convinced that the tackle we drafted is never going to play tackle. I still find that strange. I don't know. I don't care. I got you a lineman. You figure it out. At 15 now, I I hate to let him fall. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, Davis Mills possibly going in the first round, and maybe the Patriots would trade back and take him. We don't really have to because Trey Lance is here. And given the fact that they picked up Cam, um, I don't think that was just because he was around. I think they liked that his particular skill set was that he's very mobile, and I think they did a lot of really good things with that. I think Cam is just kind of a bad quarterback these days. Um, he just doesn't have whatever it is he used to have. But I think the Patriots are interested in that. I think they like that skill set. I think they like the mobile quarterback and, and the different things they can do with that. I think Trey Lance is going to be a fun piece for Bill Belichick, and it's going to suck for all of us. So Trey Lance is going there. And then the final pick before the break, even though this has basically taken me an entire episode because <laughs> I talk too long, um, the, the Cardinals at 16 are desperately in need of corners. Um, they purged everybody. They don't have anybody left. So we're going to go with Caleb Farley, who has fallen largely because of the injury issues. So it is a little bit of a high risk, but there's really nobody else at corner. Um, I mean, we could go Greg Newsom, possibly. That could be sort of a quote-unquote shock of a pick. Um, but I'm just going to go Caleb Farley. I, I think he's kind of fallen far enough, and we're willing, willing to take that risk. But anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a break? Again, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you want to support the podcast, please get into the predict the pick thing so you can win yourself something. If you don't have any money to donate, fine. Win something for me and then give a little back. I'm just kidding. Give me the jersey. No, I don't. I really don't want it. I don't have jerseys. I don't really want jerseys. I'm weird that way. But we'll take a break and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. 
We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At 17, the Raiders are on the clock. Very, very popular pick is to take a linebacker. And with Micah Parsons here, it's so tempting. The problem is it's one of the few areas where we don't really have a dire need. And beyond that, last year we took the top two free agent linebackers. The top two. The absolute best. Now, they haven't been good, but if I'm Mike Mayock, this is this is grounds for firing. We paid a massive amount of money for the top two linebackers in free agency, and now I'm going to draft a linebacker? I should be fired for that. So I'm going to pretend I don't see Micah Parsons, and I'm going to just keep on moving along. Now, it seems like a bit of a reach. A lot of people will say that it's a reach, but I just think it's a good pick, depending on who you're, where your board is at. And I know there's some controversy about the guy can't be coached or whatever, but I think we're in prime smoke season. I just really think this is a decent fit for Christian Barmore. Um, again, he's fallen to almost 30 on the consensus board, but I know some places, I think even on predict the pick, he's a lot higher. Maybe he's a lot lower. I don't know. Somewhere out there, he was he was a, a much higher value. But uh, we know their love for interior guys. They have not had a very good defensive line. They do have some decent pass rushers. We could, again, go quitty pay, but I think that's more of a strength than our interior defensive line. Um, one of the few guys that can provide pressure on the interior. Although, again, that's in dispute. Some people say it's a scheme thing, and he couldn't hardly get any pressure if it wasn't for the help around him. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I just think for that team, it makes a lot of sense. Miami back on the clock uh, after taking Jamar Chase at 6. The question is, what are we going to do? Depends who's available here. Generally speaking, Quiddy Pay is not available, but because he is, I want to get us a really premier pass rusher. He has fallen um, farther than he usually does, so that's kind of an easy pick for me there. Washington now on the clock, and this is where we got to start talking about Davis Mills. Um, Now, on this consensus board, he's at 99, but there is a very, very, very strong sense that he is going to be a first-round pick. Um, Again, the thought was that maybe the Patriots would move back and get him, and it's picking up steam to 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 the extent that I think that it's a real thing. The question is, is he going to make it past Washington and Chicago? I don't know, and I've never drafted Davis Mills in a mock draft before, at least not in the first. I don't even know if I've done it in like a seven-round um, team mock, that is. But I'm just going to have Davis Mills go here. Um, I, I think I think he is going to end up going in the first round, if not early second. The reason he's a consensus pick 99 is because this is one of those things that's just coming out in the last week, sort of like Jair was a lock second-round pick, and then all of a sudden there was this flurry of, he's a first-round pick, he's a first-round pick, he's a first-round pick. And so it takes a while for these these boards or whatever to acclimate to the new news that, oh my goodness, teams think he's a first-round pick. That's crazy. And so I'm going to have Davis Mills go in here at 19. The Bears, of course, are still sitting here floundering with nothing. Um, Kyle Trask is the next highest-graded quarterback at 90 overall. I'm not going to have – he's been falling ever since. Not a ton of 
great options here, but I do think the best available, uh, not a terrible value, is Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle. Uh, otherwise, we got a bunch of linebackers and edge rushers, and uh, I think corner is also an option. They they lost out on a uh, their their top corner, so Greg Newsom could very well go here. And and in fact, I think Packer fans who are really in love with Greg Newsom need to come to terms with the fact that he very likely could be a Chicago Bear. I think that's a pretty good fit, a pretty good value. Um, and again, the Bears just don't have corners right now. So I'm I'm leaning Tevin Jenkins. I think he's he's a better player, and I think it's also a really really massive need, especially for a team that really needs to just settle into the fact that they're going to be running the ball constantly, or at least should be. So that's the way I'm going to go. Now you get uh, edge rusher Alley here. The Colts and the Titans are very heavily in need of it. If they're available, that's usually where I go, and they are. Um, as the board is right now, Jalen Phillips is 20th on the board. Aziz Ojulari is 21st. So that's just one, two. That's, and that's the order I'm going to go. Um, some people are concerned about Jalen and his injuries. So let's just for fun, let's switch it up. I'm going to say Aziz goes first to the Colts and then, uh, the Titans are like, I don't really care. We'll take Jalen Phillips. That's what we're going to do. One and two jets now on the clock after taking Zach Wilson at number two, they've got a second uh, opportunity to come back around. A lot of different things we could do, but of course I want to help my quarterback, uh, whether that's an offensive lineman, which really there's nothing available right now. If you look at tackles, the next best is Sam Cosme at 34. If you look on the interior, Landon Dickerson at 37, and I have not heard good things about him. So the next best thing I think is getting him some weapons on the outside. The problem with that is we went out and we got uh, Corey Davis. We added a bunch of offensive linemen, not that they're any good, Pat Elflein and Danny, Dan Feeney, who are both garbage, but we, we added. Um, we added Tyler Croft, the tight end, um, Tevin Coleman, the running back. So, you know, I don't, I mean, Corey Davis is not a small get. He was one of the better wide receivers in football. Now, maybe that was just he kind of figured it out with the Titans and he's not going to be that good again, but it's kind of pushing me away from wide receiver a little bit. So it's kind of a tough spot. The one thing that stands out, though, that I think we desperately need that could be, it, it seems silly. And uh, again, you could probably get better value if we go like Micah Parsons at linebacker or Greg Newsom at corner, but I'm, I'm really heavily looking at a guy like Najee Harris. Again, running back is more of a luxury for a team that def- definitely has bigger needs. But if my main goal is to, to support my quarterback, and we've got, again, Corey Davis, we don't really have much we can do right now with the offensive line. Getting a real banger of a running back, especially for a team that's always been kind of a ground-and-pound mentality type of, not that we're going to stay that way. Actually, we, we kind of are because we're going, see, I don't know, with the Shanahan-type team, do we care that much about a running back? I'm kind of stuck. Again, my my prior, my primary thing I'd like to do is go offensive line. I feel like we might be in, in some really solid trade territory. I haven't done a lot of trades, but the biggest problem with this is the top guys are linebackers. And I know Micah Parsons probably should be gone by now. He's 12 overall value, so I'm, I'm kind of looking square at the Browns here at 26 who could desperately use a linebacker and would love to get a guy like Micah Parsons. So I'm actually going to have, as weird as it is to have somebody trade up for a, for a linebacker, and it would probably make more sense to have someone come up for a corner like Greg Newsom. Um, I think the Browns make a lot of sense to come up and get Micah Parsons. So the Jets are going to move back a little bit, see if we can get some better value for an offensive lineman to help out our, our guy. Again, the Browns just took Micah Parsons at 23. The Steelers are on the clock. I don't understand the whole running back thing. I really don't. I think they have bigger needs, but it just sounds like that's a direction that they might want to go. Um, the team has even come out and said that they really like running backs or whatever, so I don't care. Fine, take Najee Harris, whatever. Stupid. Jaguars, again, similarly, we just got Trevor Lawrence, so the biggest question is what can we do to help out? 
I do like their wide receivers, but I think they've got some really solid number twos. If they could get a really solid number one, that would be really nice. Now, offensive line, again, would be more important. But again, I just I don't think we're in a great spot for it. I'm just going to pull the trigger on Rashad Bateman. Um, again, they've got some solid guys, and maybe with getting Trevor Lawrence in there, he'll just make them explode a little bit. But if you got a guy like Rashad Bateman playing with Trevor Lawrence and you've got sort of your number two-ish type guys out there that are just really, really solid, it's just, it's just going to be such a good group. Like three really solid wide receivers is just going to be fantastic. Now we do have to, again, build up this offensive line as, as we're able to, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that as time goes on. So the Jets are back on the clock. We traded back for a reason. Let's just, let's just do the prudent thing here. Jets fans will will die on the hill that George Fant is good enough. He was 64th out of 79 offensive tackles. He's terrible. He's always been terrible. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Sam Cosme here. Um, I just We just have to have a better offensive line. Again, my goal isn't even to be good, right? I, I, long-term it is. My goal is to protect my quarterback. I want him to look good. I want him to be comfortable. I want him to build his confidence. And I most of all want him to be healthy. I don't want him to go out halfway through the season with a snapped knee. So if we win four games, but my quarterback looks like a star, I've done my job. It's more important than winning six games. And four of those games, we scored 60 points because, you know, I got this great wide receiver quarterback thing, but my quarterback took 70 sacks and we're a terrible team and he's scared to death in the pocket. Not interested. Sorry. Saints are on the clock. I, or no, I'm sorry, the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. I, I had the pick all ready to go. Um, Baltimore, I think wide receiver makes a good amount of sense, but edge also makes a lot of sense. And we've got some guys sitting here. Gregory Rousseau is the highest available, but he is falling so rapidly. I feel like if you just let it, – it's like the, the boards are catching up to where he actually is valued, which is actually quite a bit lower than 29th. So I'm going to go with Jason Owe out of Penn State, number 31 overall on the board. We're picking at 27. Um, I think taking an edge rusher, if they're available for Baltimore, and I think we're close enough, kind of does make a good amount of sense. At 28, I like linebacker to the Saints. The question is, are they going to go Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa or Zavin Collins? Um, I guess I'll just stick with the board and take JOK. Something about Zavin Collins makes sense for me and, and the Saints, and I think it's because of the guy that's going to be leaving. I don't know why. Demario Davis just reminds I mean, he's six two, 250. He just reminds me of a really big dude. Um, but he's 32 going on 33 years old, and uh, he's probably going to be on his way out. Something, for some reason, Zavin just feels like he would fit that role better. But I'm going to go with JOK because, again, I want to stick with the board. I didn't mean to click on that ad. Um, and so now, at pick 29, the Packers are on the clock. Greg Newsom is available. Now, I've said he's not my favorite, but Greg Newsom is at 23 overall. Trayvon Morig is at 26. Zavin Collins, 28. Gregory Russo, 29. Kadarius Toney, 30. Travis Etienne, 32. Terrace Marshall, 33. Elijah Moore, 35. Now, my Green Bay Packers pick would be somewhere either like Trayvon Morig, possibly Gregory Russo. If not Russo, then uh, who do we even have at edge? Joseph Asai would be a very good Packers-type pick. In other words, we don't really want him, but that's what we're going with because whatever. Otherwise, you get a position of need, but it's not the guy you want, right? It's not going to be Gregory Newsom. It's not going to be Asante Samuel because those are the guys we want. It'll end up being like Eric Stokes, Elijah Molden, Fetty Melfonwu, something like that. Um, otherwise, offensive linemen, you know, we're going to take uh, Dylan Radunes or something, right? That That's sort of what I feel the Packers would do. Either a position we feel like we don't need, or isn't a primary thing, or possibly a guy that we want, you know, wide receiver would be, 
I don't know if they would go Amon Ross St. Brown necessarily. That seems a little bit further, like a Diami Brown. They could take any of these other guys and it would feel right. Terrace Marshall, maybe. Just because it's it's a decent enough value, but I don't think he's the top of anybody. Like certain people love Kadarius Tony. Some people like Elijah Moore. Some people like Rondale Moore. Not a lot of people are huge Terrace Marshall fans. By the way, also rumor that came out, there's a lot of teams, most teams I think have six first round wide receivers. Of the guys left, Kadarius Tony and Elijah Moore, I think maybe Terrace Marshall as well, are, are the guys expected to be in the first round, not necessarily Rondale Moore. So if I'm going to do this mock draft the same way I've done it before, which is just looking at the value of the board available to me, I think Gregory Newsom is the pick. I am a little bit hesitant because we brought King back, but obviously that's like a one-year kind of a deal. I would love to go offensive line. I just don't really see it. Again, we could obviously go offensive tackle and just go crazy and take a guy like Radunes um, or Leatherwood or Eichenberg or, or Mayfield or whatever. But again, for the purposes of what we're doing, I got Gregory Newsom going to us at 29 because, again, he's just highest on the board and it makes the most sense. Not that that makes sense for the Packers, so it's not necessarily predictive. If you want to actually predict it and get the pick right, take somebody that doesn't make sense. Again, the only time I can really remember that happening was haha Clinton Dix, where it's like, this is obviously the right pick and they took him. Um, then at 30, you've got the Buffalo Bills. I think corner would have made sense for them as well, but we just took them off the board. Ha ha. Wouldn't mind getting them a number two wide receiver, but I don't know if I want to spend a first round pick on them. Don't really want to get a running back because we already drafted one who's pretty solid. Edge rusher does make a good amount of sense. I, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on Gregory Russo. Again, I, I think he's probably going to slip into the second, but um, why not? He's just sitting here. And, and look, I, I didn't like Gregory Russo early on. If you're talking back of the first, I kind of don't dislike him quite as much anymore. Um, at 31, we've got Baltimore back on the clock. They got Jason Oway at 27. Um, obviously, could use an offensive tackle, although there is a rumor that they've already got a tackle in their sights. It's a short-term thing, so we could still get a tackle if we want to. But I don't know if I want to go that route necessarily. I think Trayvon Morrig at safety probably makes the most sense. We could use some help there. Um, and then one of my favorite picks for uh, the Buccaneers, which is a pick that I actually hate, but considering they're just basically all in, right? They're, they're just, all we care about is win this thing one more time and then we'll blow it up, right? They paid a bunch of money to bring everybody back. Obviously, that's not sustainable long-term, but short-term, they think they're going to win another Super Bowl. What's just the one big thing we can slap onto this team to make it all the more dominant? I think a really good running back would be able to do that. So we're going to go Travis Etienne at pick 32, to the Buccaneers. So so there you go. That is how that pans out. And every time you do it, it ends up being a little bit different. Usually, Gregory Newsom isn't available at pick 29. And again, I don't necessarily expect the Packers to go with the obvious pick if and when, when that happens. Uh, only had two trades in this mock, which probably going to be more than that. Generally speaking, that's there's more than that. Especially when there's a bunch of quarterbacks just floundering out there. You got Fields falling. You got Lance falling. You got Davis Mills now apparently in the mix. Just for that reason, you're probably going to see more trades. But um, but yeah, there you go. That's what I got for you. And then uh, tomorrow we'll see how it goes. Uh, I've got a couple people that have uh, annoyed me, so we can talk about that. Anyways, I got to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. Yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.